Hey, Becca, what's the best platform to sell an online course with? The only answer is Kajabi. It's an all-in-one platform where you can host your course or your membership and your blog and your website and a podcast and your email all in one. And even better, you can get a free 30-day trial of Kajabi to see why we love it so much. See the links below or head to teachwellonline.com slash Kajabi to get a 30-day free trial. And you can play around with your course, with your membership, and see all the tools it has to offer to grow your business. Hey, so you are coming to this podcast because you want to teach well online and you've come to the right place. We are getting into a series that is 26 weeks long, but don't worry, there's a purpose and a point to all of this. We are going to walk through every letter of the alphabet to teach you our principles on teaching well online. And today we're starting with the letter A. The letter A. The letter A from the very beginning. And we're excited because this is something that is very, very near to our hearts. It's something that I know that everyone struggles with. It's something that we all need to master. That can sound very stressful, like you need to master this and you're probably not good at this. And we got to teach while online. Okay, that probably sounds stressful that I'm like, this is so important. You must master this. But we're going to break it down for you today. We are teaching today on when you are showing up to teach online, you should be teaching authentically. Yeah, I couldn't think of a better letter to start with, a better topic to start with, because this is like the beginning of teaching in general. Like you want to get out there, teach online, whether that's a course, whether that's a blog, whether that's a podcast. The most important thing I would argue, whether you're trained to teach or whether you're not trained to teach, is to teach authentically. That's what we're going to talk about in this episode. Yes. So can you share with us though, like, what does that even mean when we say teach authentically? That can (laughs) sound very robotic, but like, what do you mean? Sure. So teaching authentically is all about connection. So follow me with this, right? So teaching is connected to information. Okay. So it's, it's, it's knowledge that, that you have that you want to share with other people. Being authentic is all about a connection to yourself. So Mm -hmm. it's how you're living on the outside is that connected to who you are in the inside, right? Like the the you that people see on the outside, is that really the you and, and who you are on the inside, right? So teaching is a connection to information. Being authentic is a connection to yourself. So teaching authentically is when you teach content or you teach information that is true to who you are. It's true to your lived experience. It's true to your personality and to your creativity and to your uniqueness. Yes. So you said that teaching is connected to information and authenticity is connected to you. And so I remember very clearly there was a morning where I showed up to my classroom and I'm flipping through the lesson plan for the week. And it's talking about how I need to teach these students the carbon cycle. And I remember sitting there like, what the heck is the carbon cycle? At the time, I'm 24 years old. I had just graduated. I did not know what the carbon cycle was. You didn't didn't... learn about this in school? (laughs) I don't remember. They definitely didn't teach me how to teach the carbon cycle in college. And so I remember cramming because you dropped me off at school at 615. We would carpool and you dropped me out at 615 in the morning, but my students didn't show up until 823. And so I had like a good two hours to cram to be like, okay, 
what is the carbon cycle and how am I going to teach this to my students? And I crammed and I did everything the best I could. And even teaching it to them, I was holding the textbook. And I remember thinking, this is so not authentic. Like I am just regurgitating information to you. And so what you're saying is that when we are showing up to teach online and even yes, in person, but we're focused on, and we'll get to how people can tell the difference online. But when we're showing up to teach online, you need to be teaching information that is connected to you. Yeah. And we're going to, we're going to talk a little bit about that. This is important because I want to kind of refer back to one of our guiding principles. And if you haven't listened to our very first episode that we, we did last week, we walked through the five core guiding principles of teach well online. This is, these are like the five principles that make us tick that everything that we teach and understand about teaching well, they center around. And one of the guiding principles we talked about last week was this, is that Teaching online requires a different kind of teaching because the internet is a different kind of classroom. Yes, it it so is. Say that again. That's yeah, yeah, so yeah. good. T- teaching online requires a different kind of teaching because the internet is a different kind of classroom. Here's what this means. The internet is a different kind of classroom because everybody gets in, right? Everybody can be the student and learn. And also everybody can be the professor and teach, right? And so what this has created is that you have a lot of really good information online and you have a lot of really bad information online. You've got a lot of true information and a lot of fake information. You got a lot of right information and you got a lot of wrong information online. And so it begs the question, what information do I do I learn from? What, what information is right? And this leads to a point. Information doesn't inspire us. People do. And people will learn from those that they trust. And they will trust teaching that is true and authentic to who you are. Absolutely. Our oldest daughter, Ellie, she just got into crocheting and knitting. And this is something that Chad and I do not know how to do. We are not knitters or crocheters. I've been helping her though. Actually, but you're actually more so than me. You have much more patience. And I think you just kind of like can have more patience with her to figure this out. I'm sorry. But when when your kid comes up to you and says, if I mess this one little thread up, it's going to unravel the whole thing. And she's been working on this for like the last two weeks, it seems like. I'm like, I will do anything I can to make sure (laughs) that you don't fail. You're so good. So uh, really what this is, um, she bought this crochet kit with an instructional book with information, right? She bought it with information. She's reading the information and she's so frustrated and overwhelmed because this is not the right way for her to learn how to crochet. She cannot, she's nine years old. She's trying to read an adult instructional book and it's not working. The information for her is not working. So what do we do? We turn to the internet. We turn to the internet and the very first thing that we do is Google how to crochet for beginners, and right? thank the Lord for YouTube. Thank the Lord for YouTube. And <laughs> the point even more so is that she had been watching knitting videos because she knitted first and then she crocheted. And so when we open up YouTube, I don't know what I'm looking at, but I, I'm, I'm trying to find you a beginner's crochet video. And she goes, oh, mom, there's the lady that I learned how to knit from. And guess what? She had a crochet video. So of course, she's already trusted this woman 
to teach her how to knit because Ellie knitted a scarf and she did it well and she was excited about it. So now that she's trying something new, she's gonna go to the same person who's teaching her this a different craft that she knows she gave me success before. I wasn't frustrated, I mastered it and I did it really well. So let me come back to you for this new concept. And that is something that is so powerful because she's not trusting the informational book that came with her crochet kit. It frustrated her. What does she do? She goes to the person that she trusted who brought her to success in the first place on the other activity. Yeah, okay. so that's a great example of teaching authentically and the importance of that trust factor. But let's talk a little bit about what teaching inauthentically is like. I mean, some other words from this, right? Like people have used the word uh, inauthentic, fraud, imposter, hypocrite, actor. Mm-hmm. Or the other big A word, artificial artificial right and so teaching inauthentically is when you go and you grab content from someone else so maybe like you you take their ideas Mm -hmm. or from something else which is incredibly easy to do nowadays especially with the advent of artificial intelligence or machine learning however you want to say it and i'll say that we are not pointing fingers and being like oh you're getting information from someone else you're taking someone else's ideas Uh, You know, honestly, all it's really easy these days to become infiltrated with ideas that we don't even know where we got them from sometimes. Right. And that's that's the whole concept of there's nothing new under the sun. However, if you want to show up and teach authentically online, I do think you need to watch your inputs on what ideas are coming into you and what sources are they coming from. Yeah. And a lot of that is because we face a lot of pressure uh, with online education. Right. Because you're, you're told, especially on social media and with with algorithms and with Google, that you have to be consistent and you have to constantly be putting stuff out there. And so if you hear this messaging that like, okay, the only way that I'm going to have a successful online passive incoming earning business through teaching online is if I'm constantly putting stuff out there. Well, what happens when you get tired or you have an off week or maybe somebody was in the hospital for a week and you couldn't work or all these other things and you're like, but but I got to keep putting content out there. What's the first thing that you go and do? You're like, well, I need to get some help. I need to find some ideas. And I'm not saying any of that is bad, but here's the problem though. The minute that you decide to grab content or ideas from someone else or something else. You hit that magic AI button and it'll generate an entire outline or topic or or blog post for you. The problem is that is a disconnect. And if you remember, teaching authentically is all about a connection, right? Teaching is a connection to information. Being authentic is a connection to you. Teaching authentically is a connection to teaching information that is true to who you are. And if you create that disconnect, you become disconnected from yourself. You lose a piece of yourself. And if you become disconnected from yourself, you become disconnected from the content that you're teaching. And when you become disconnected from yourself and you become disconnected from the content that you're teaching, you start to disconnect from your people. And when you start to disconnect from your people, ultimately long-term, you start to disconnect from your brand, which is the representation of everything that you've built. Yeah. Okay. So you opened up this section on what isn't teaching authentically by saying that getting information from someone else or something else does present inauthentic teaching. What did you mean by something else? Yeah. AI, machine learning. And I am not anti-AI. And by the way, this podcast and Teach Well Online, we are not even going to dig into the whole like should you use AI? Should you not? Like there's tons of people in that space. I will just simply say like AI can be very helpful for tasks that 
you, you don't want to do, right? Mm-hmm. Tasks that that keep you from being creative. And this kind of goes down to like one of my core beliefs that as humans, we are creative. AI just creates. There's a there's a difference. I'm not just trying to play a philosophical word game, right? Humans are creative. AI just creates because really AI was created. All AI does uh, in a very complex and sophisticated and quite scary way is it takes everything that already exists out there, open source, right? And it basically repurposes content. It It is able to do, which can be very, very helpful. It's able to use its algorithms and its computer to find what are people searching for? What are people wanting to know? And then it's able to take the content that's already out there and mix it and put it together in a way that they think people are going to want to learn it. And it's powerful and it's great. I like to use AI in a lot of my my video and, and audio editing to do a lot of the tasks that are non-creative tasks, right? Um, the stuff that could take me an entire day in, in sound enhancements and video clipping and things. It's just mindless stuff. I can literally turn the TV on and watch TV and try to do stuff. I, I'll let AI do a lot of that stuff now because then I can take my human creativity, my brain, and actually go and do the things that only humans can do, which is to be creative. Absolutely. And I think that um, you mentioned like hitting that AI button, creating the outline for your course, that is a creative task that should come from your brain because you and I have both seen the outlines that come from the AI generator, right? I've even been on a coaching call in the past where someone was showing me the outline for their course. And I said, this looks like it was it made by chat GPT. And she was like, yeah, it definitely was. And I could tell because it was so basic. There yeah. was nothing to it. And it had nothing to actually bring the learner in. If you if you were to come to me and ask me like, hey, should I use AI to help craft an outline of my course? I will say 100% after you've done it first. Because it, it's it's a huge affirming tool. It's a, it's a great tool to, okay, you've done all the work. You've done all the creativity. You've done all the things that AI can't do, right? And you've, you've brought what's inside of you, what's authentic to you out onto a page and, you, and you've kind of, you've worked it as a final step. I'm a hundred percent supportive of like, Hey, let's throw it into AI and see like what it came up with because there, it will always have something that maybe you didn't think about that you yeah. can maybe tweak or add in there. But in large part, it will affirm the work that you've done. But I am very against using that stuff as the origin, as the beginning point, because- Because it's not your brain and then it's not authentic to your education and your teaching. That's right. Absolutely. So, okay, now we want to pivot to, well, how is teaching authentically going to help you? We've been in the education space a lot, right? Both in the classroom, we've had student teachers, um, both we've had people in front of our camera, we have been in front of the camera, we have taught, so we, we know education. And I would say- the people that lack confidence, the people that aren't able to speak. When when you hit that record button and all of a sudden it's like deer in the headlights and they don't know what to say are the people that it it's not their stuff. Mm-hmm. It's it's not ingrained in them. The people you you've seen this probably a lot on on social media, right? Like um, social media, it's all about trends, right? Somebody will come up with something cool to say, or they'll come up with a cool music and, and share it and all this other stuff. And you can tell like if, if somebody's just doing something just to do it, or they're regurgitating just to regurgitate it, that's not going to set you up to teach well, but that's also your learners are going to be able to sniff that out real quick. Yeah. When you show up to teach online and you show up with 100% authentic 
content and authentic stories and authentic experience and knowledge and wisdom, that brings confidence to the table. And it's not just confidence, it also brings authority. And this goes back to what we started this podcast out with, is that if you're teaching with an authority, you are teaching with trust and people aren't looking for information. They're looking to be inspired. They're looking for what is right. And they are going to go to somebody that they trust, that has that authority, that teaches with that confidence, and they are going to give you money. And then they are going to keep coming back and they're going to share about you when you teach with a confident authority that comes from within. Absolutely. And I wanted to kind of tie in that authentic confidence because that's something that everybody desires, but it's also in you because you, as you're listening to this podcast, you have something to bring to the world. You have a knowledge, you have an expertise, you have wisdom to share that is unique to your lived experience. And when you show up with confidence and authority in that topic to teach online, the content will come out of you so much better. Yeah, so we we talked about what teaching authentically is. We talked about why it's so important as a teacher to teach content that is true to who you are. It gives you that confidence and the authority. But why is teaching authentically good for your learners, for your students, for the people buying your course or listening to your podcast or reading your blog? Why is it important for them to have a teacher that's teaching authentically? this is probably my favorite thing to discuss. And it's because it's a giant cycle and it involves marketing, which is my jam. So here's the thing, y'all. When you show up with confidence, when you show up with authority, when you show up online and you're teaching with authentic content and you're teaching well, guess what happens? Your learners will trust you. And when they trust you, they will give you money in exchange for your services, in exchange for your information. And when this happens and they see wins because you're showing up with confidence, authority, and authentic knowledge, then they are going to go out there in the world and talk about you. You know those people and you know those things time and time again where you have trusted them because they've taught you well and you've succeeded. And so it's the same thing with you. When you show up to teach online with confidence and authority because you're teaching authentically, the learners are going to trust you. You will lead them to the result and they will talk about you and that is marketing. Yeah, right. And it's not about working so hard to to say the right thing as much as it is being the right person to say it because people are looking for you. They they are looking for you. They're looking for your knowledge because they trust you. That's what sells. All right. So let's talk about the action steps you can take away. We have three applications for you today to make sure that when you show up online to teach, you are teaching authentically. Yeah. So the first one is be your own inspiration before turning to others. So be your own inspiration first. Be inspired by yourself before you go and you get inspiration from other people. And this is hugely important. Quick story. A couple of the clients that we've worked with, um, some of them choose to completely transcript out what they say. Others decide to just go off the cuff because it's it's in them and that's that's their comfort level, right? But I remember working with this one client and she transcripted out the whole thing just to, just to feel comfortable and stuff. But Every now and then, as she would be teaching, I could see her eyes moving off of the transcript and she would just be looking dead into the camera and she would just be on fire and she would be talking because it was coming out of her. And I was like, 
that's the stuff that's in you, you know, mm-hmm. that's the stuff like, yeah, you had to, you had to write all this other stuff because you needed to kind of beef out your lesson and bring in some other knowledge to, to help build it out. But like that, that stuff where you went off script and you started teaching to the camera, like you could tell that's who you are. That's the stuff. And it's really cool to see. And we can see it in your eyes when you're teaching from your own inspiration. And so part of this action step is watch your inputs. If you are developing a course right now, or you are getting ready to show up and teach online, whether that's a webinar, a masterclass, a live coaching, um, a group coaching, an actual live talk course, whatever the heck it is, I would caution you to watch your inputs the days leading up to that. Watch how much internet you're consuming watch how much Instagram, social media you're consuming, watch how many books you're consuming, because guess what? You already have the information. If we're talking about days leading up to what you're about to show up and teach online, watch your inputs because we have seen many times when you start to become infiltrated by others instead of your own inspiration, it will change the way that you teach. So when you show up, make sure you're showing up to be your own inspiration and don't turn to others. That's right. And I, again, like I said, I completely support, you know, going to books, going to AI, even going to other uh, subject matter experts after, after you've done the work yourself. Because the minute that you start to rely on someone else or something else, you start to lose a piece of yourself and you start to disconnect from your content. You start to disconnect from your people. That's the first step. Be inspired by yourself first and then seek inspiration elsewhere. The second is and and you you creative types don't like to hear this, right? Becca. <laughs> <laughs> Guilty? Yeah. Rehearse. Practice. That is the only way that you are going to know whether or not you are being true to yourself. And, and this is hard, right? Um, I know like you could probably speak to this, Becca, that you, you just like to turn the camera on. You like to, to do it. You don't like to necessarily hear yourself talk. You don't really like to watch yourself. I've been editing your videos before and you're like, I can't do it. I'm out. Bye. Right. So many people, I, I, I get that, connect with that. But if you want to make sure that you're being authentic to yourself, you know yourself best. And so film yourself or record yourself and go back and listen to it. Are, are, are you, you looking the way that you want to look? Are, are you sounding the way that, that you really talk? Is the information coming out correctly? Bring a friend in, have them check it out with you and say, hey, like you don't sound like yourself or that's working for you. But practice, go back and, and tweak things that you need to tweak. Make sure that your face is looking the way it needs to look, right? And I am definitely the person who hates this step. I hate practicing things. I just want to show up and deliver it. Um, and that can really humble you because sometimes you show up to teach it and you stumble all over yourself. And I realize, oh, wow, I should have practiced more. But here's the thing. For some of you, this may literally be writing it out and practicing it to the camera. The client that we talked about who's transcripted everything out, she practiced it so much that she knew how many minutes and seconds it would take to say each one of her modules, which is fantastic. That was the way that she needed to rehearse and review her information prior to showing up to teach online. For people like me, I just need an outline and then I can free roll it from there. However, This is the fun part. Again, if you thought we were just teaching you how to show up online and and educate without ever talking about selling and making money, that's completely incorrect because oftentimes, guess what? The rehearsing and reviewing your information, this step right here that makes you an authentic educator online, 
This could sometimes mean you're taking clients and they're giving you money so you can practice and review on them. So many times we think that this step means that, oh, this is just me in my office, just practicing and rehearsing. No, it may not mean that. It may actually mean that you take on some clients or some people or some group coaching to practice the information that you are getting ready to record in an online course format, which is a a really fun, creative way to look at that. Yeah, I can't tell you how many times too that like I've I've written a lesson and then I'm recording it and then I start to tell a story because I think it'll help my lesson or I start to go into a, a rabbit hole direction and I think it will help that lesson. Then I go back and I review it and I listen to it and you can just tell like, number one, it doesn't need to be there. And number two, that just does not sound like me. That's just not connecting to me. And so as you rehearse and as you review, you also need to be willing to let go Absolutely. of some of the stuff too. So if you are going to rehearse and review this um, with a, let's say a paid trial client, then ask them for brutal and honest feedback, right? If you are going to write script and record yourself doing this as your practice round, have yourself listen to it and have someone really close to you listen to it. And I love this because you and I do this very differently. Chad scripts everything out and reads it and that's how he can perform best. I can't do that or I will literally be paralyzed with the information. And so please take this action step however it works best for you. And finally, the last piece of application here is definitely our favorite. And I would say that this is something that needs to be checked off before you ever flip that camera on, right? So your content needs to be so ingrained in you that it is literally impossible to be anything but you. And this is what we mean. Ingrained in you means that it has come from a lived experience, that it has come from practice, that you have, in the case of little Z's, right? Like you have said the information over and over and over again for years and years and years that you are ready to just sit down, say it one more time, get it out there, and it just comes out of you. You don't even have to work hard to write it or to think about it or to organize it. It's just there. And the thing is, if you want to teach well online, that means that you are contributing something to people. You have a skill or you have a service to offer. If if it's a skill, whether it's a creative skill or something that you're really good at with your hands or it's a knowledge, that's ingrained in you. That's something, you've got muscle memory. Your, your, Your brain knows it. If it's a service, you've been working with people, you've been helping people. That's what it means to be ingrained in you. That's what you should be teaching people. Oh, for sure. You can't just show up online with something that is pretty fresh in your experience. Showing up online authentically means you have so mastered the content that it is completely something that the way I like to say is you could stop me on the street or wake me up in the middle of the night and I could just be like, oh yeah, here's your baby sleep plan, blah, 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 blah. You know it because you've mastered it. And when you are in that position and and maybe there's two different people listening, someone who's not quite there and someone who's long past the ingrained, it's like, it's literally a part of your DNA now. When this is you, and you've been worried to show up and teach online, that's what this podcast is going to help you do. All of these weeks of these podcasts are going to help you show up and teach your skill, your service, your knowledge, and your wisdom, and help you teach well 
online. And today, as we've shared with you how to teach authentically online, we want you to be certain that you are the inspiration to your content. We want you to rehearse and review this so you can spot out with a very clear eye what is or is not supposed to be in your content. And we also want it to be something that is so ingrained in you that truly it could not be inauthentic because it's completely a part of you. So as we look back on teaching authentically, this is so important because information, words on the screen or words in a book, that doesn't inspire us. People do. People want to learn from people that they trust and they will trust your teaching if your teaching is true to who you are. And we want you to show up with confidence, with authority, because all of this means that you are showing up to teach while online with authenticity. Again, each week on this podcast, we're going to cover a different letter, which is a different topic, all to help you teach well online. We hope you've enjoyed this podcast, but please, this is a brand new podcast. It would mean the world to us if you would just scroll down wherever you're listening and rate and review this podcast. Send it to a friend who is maybe in this position of wanting to teach online and do it really, really well, but maybe they've been scared or nervous, or maybe you're someone who already has a course and you really want to make sure that it is the best available out there. This podcast will help you reach that goal. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah. Remember, everyone can teach well online if they know how.